This episode today, if nothing else, is permission to charge more. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. My husband and my brother-in-law were chatting recently because my husband, Jeff, he was looking for a service that he needed to get done. And my brother-in-law had a service provider that he had worked with a couple of months ago. So he gave her name to Jeff and they were comparing notes on what she charged my brother-in-law versus what she charged Jeff. And my brother-in-law was like, oh, that's that's quite a bit more than what she charged me. And Jeff laughed and was like, yep, because between when she worked with you and when she worked with me, she worked with Maddie and Maddie told her to raise her prices. And if that is the only thing that you put on my tombstone that I have been instructing women everywhere to ask for more money, I will die a very happy person. Pricing is tough. And that's what we're talking about today. Pricing is challenging. It's emotional. It feels personal. And as women, we already deal with so much more imposter syndrome and like inferiority complex and feeling like someone's going to figure out that we actually have no idea what we're doing. Like that is so much more rampant among women than it is among men. And I think a lot of that is because with men, if they do have some kind of imposter syndrome when they're first getting started in business, it is a bit easier for them to look around themselves and say, oh, there's another man who's in a position of power or there's another man who's doing what I want to do. It's harder for women. It's harder for people of color. It's harder for minorities to be able to see the type of person that we want to be in the role that we want to be. Uh, reflected back at us like it's just harder to find someone who looks like us in roles of leadership and I do think that that's changing and that that's shifting but it's happening really slowly (laughs) at least at times it feels like it and so we're just stuck in this cycle of imposter syndrome and feeling like we're we're not worthy of asking for more and of charging more and I'm over it I'm over it I think that women should charge more. I think that creatives should charge more. And this episode today, if nothing else, is permission to charge more. However, I can tell you that all day long. I can hype you up. I can tell you that your time is worth more than that. But like, what good does that do? So I want to walk through some practical things that you need to be thinking about if you're thinking that it's maybe time to raise your prices. Because spoiler alert, It probably is. It probably is time to raise your prices. It was probably time to raise your prices six months ago, but that's okay. We can start where we are today. And here are the things that I want you to consider when you're looking at pricing. So when is it time to raise your prices? The first is if it's been a while. Think about this. If you were in a corporate job, you probably, hopefully, I mean, I hope to God, you were getting regular raises, right? Like every six, nine, 12 months, you'd probably have some sort of a meeting and get some kind of a raise. That's because inflation is a real thing. Costs go up, prices go up, we should be making more. 
we're also learning and growing in that amount of time. So if it's been a while since you've increased your prices, if it's been certainly more than 12 months, you need to increase your prices. It's no different than if you were to get a raise in a day job. That is something that you need to consider if it's been a minute. Another time when it's time to raise your prices is if your costs have increased. This is especially prevalent in 2022 when we're dealing with pretty heavy inflation. Costs have increased. I got a latte the other day and it was like $7. Granted, it was the very large size latte. But still, I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. And I will be honest with you, a lot of the things that I spend money on And this is a very privileged thing to say. A lot of the things that I spend money on, I'm going to spend money on regardless. Gas, groceries, a latte here and there. And so I don't pay a lot of attention to some of the prices and some of the the things that I'm spending money on. Like if that price shifts a little bit, um, which I know, again, embarrassing. Like that's a very privileged thing to say. But even I have noticed lately getting gas, getting groceries, grabbing a coffee, like Costs have increased pretty substantially, and they've probably increased in your business too. I know a lot of people who do like in-person sales or who sell products from a photography perspective, their costs have increased. Like they are paying more money for the services that they provide, the products that they provide. If your costs have increased, you need to raise your prices. Um, And this is something where you can either, you know, you can tell your clients. I have, I have a friend who does a lot of photos for like dance classes and sports. And so her prices have been pretty set for the last couple of years. But over the last few months, it costs her more money to print photos than it used to. And so in that case, she felt that it was necessary to address that with the parents and say, hey, my costs have increased. You're going to notice an increase when you buy photos this year. There you go. But if you don't want to address it unless someone addresses it with you, that's also okay. Starbucks didn't send out, a, I mean, I don't think, did Starbucks send out a memo when they raised their latte prices? I don't think they did. And most companies don't. Um, now, you can, if you feel better about that and you want to address it, great, go for it. But you also don't need to address it. That doesn't mean you're hiding it. It doesn't mean you're being secretive. It just means that this is a literal cost of business. When we buy, you know, groceries from the grocery store or when we even even pay for like a cleaning service to come clean our house, it's not like you're getting an itemized bill of why the prices are the way that they are. Like I could go into a apple field and pick an apple for, you know, nothing or 20 cents or whatever. But if I buy that same apple in the grocery store, let's say it's a dollar. I'm not expecting Hy-V to tell me all of the reasons why that apple costs me a dollar one place and 20 cents in another place, right? The cost of doing business is different. We don't need to over-explain that to people who are working with us. Now, if they ask, then go for it, right? Like we can certainly divulge that information if they ask. They probably won't ask. And so this is one of those things where I think we kind of get worried that people are going to say, well, your, your prices are $2 higher, 20 cents higher, or even $200 higher. Why did your price go up? But most of the time, people aren't going to ask that question. And if they do, you can confidently say, I 
gave myself a raise. My costs went up. My education has changed. I've been doing this for a long period of time. Like there are so many reasons why we raise our prices. And for the most part, that's really not anyone else's business. Another reason to consider raising your prices is if you have invested in your education. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've invested in your education, right? Like whether that is an investment of time, listening to podcasts and learning information for free, whether you've gone to a conference or you've invested in a mastermind, you're working on making yourself a better service provider, better at your job. And there's no reason not to pass some of that cost on to your clients. Have you seen that meme on Instagram that says something along the lines of who knew the hardest part of being an adult is figuring out what to cook for dinner every single night for the rest of your life? I feel that deeply. There is nothing worse than not having a plan for dinner and then coming home after a long day and having to whip something up that pleases everyone because let's be real, that is a tall, tall order. Enter chilled freezer meals. Chilled makes mealtime simple with frozen meals for local pickup and home delivery to communities throughout eastern and central Iowa. And they ship meal bundles nationwide. They have convenient options for conventional meals as well as choices for those following a gluten-free or keto lifestyle. Chilled meals are budget-friendly with options in sizes from single serve to portions for large families. I have one child in particular who is really tough at dinner time and she eats these meals. One of her favorites has been the Parmesan meatball bake, which I found out after the fact has undetectable zucchini in it. So not only do I feel great that mealtime is a breeze, but I feel fantastic that my kids are getting a healthy meal and a happier mom, and dinner is no longer something I despise. I also love the breakfast burritos. I typically order a meal bundle for a few nights of dinners and tack on an order or three of breakfast burritos. Because I'm the person who forgets to eat and they are the quickest, best option for easy breakfast or lunch on the go. I am obsessed with chilled and I think it's the answer to so many families' dinner problems. You can get 10% off your first order at chilledfreezermeals.com with the code MADDIE. That's chilledfreezermeals.com and the code MADDIE, M-A-D-D-I-E. Another thing that you need to look at when it comes to raising prices is the thing that I think gets overlooked the most, and that is if you are overbooked or overwhelmed. If you are in a place where you have so many inquiries or so many things on your calendar that you can't keep up, that you are booked out for the next six months or even two months, if you like just have a constant sense of dread and overwhelm because there's too much stuff on your calendar or you don't have a place to put people, you need to raise your prices. This is, in my opinion, the perfect time to raise your prices. And I have made a practice in my own business that anytime this happens, I will bump my prices a little bit just because that kind of keeps me ahead of the game. Now, I have still had to do major price hikes over the years um, when you know my education has changed or even the service that I'm offering has changed. Like if I add more to a service and try to make it more inclusive, the price needs to go up. But for the most part, I really like small price hikes throughout the year, $100 here, $200, $50, because I'm really aligned with that. And it keeps it so my calendar is not so full, but also prevents me from having to do like a massive price increase because that is uncomfortable. That's not something that we want to put ourselves through all the time if we can probably avoid it. Unless you want to, in which case, go for it. I will support you. 
but most of the people that I work with, and myself certainly included, that makes us a little uncomfy. And so just doing smaller price hikes throughout the year as we're starting to feel overwhelmed or as we're starting to get booked out pretty far, that's a great way to stay on top of your capacity. One thing that I always remind people is that keep in mind that if you were to double your pricing and take half as many people, you would still make just as much money. And you don't need to double your pricing in order to see something like that pay off in your business. What if you increased your pricing just a little bit and you took one less session per year? When you increase your pricing, you are also able to work less and make the same amount of money for less time. And that is a huge benefit, especially if you're feeling really overwhelmed by your schedule. And the last thing that you should consider if you're thinking about raising your prices or if you're scared to raise your prices, and this is something that I think a lot of newer creatives think is a bit of a badge of honor. I mean, how many of us got started in the world of photography or another creative service because we saw other creatives doing it and we thought, whoa, they're charging so much money for something that I could do so easily, right? And so we kind of wear this as a badge of honor to be able to do things cheaply and to be considered inexpensive or cheap. And then the more that you do work in this industry, the more that you grow your business and your brand, I think we tend to realize like, oh, there's actually a lot more to this than I thought. And also, I don't necessarily want to work with the clients who consider me cheap. Now, that does not mean every client who considers you cheap. And it also does not mean that there's not a creative service provider out there for someone who's on a budget. I believe at every price point, people deserve great photos or great work. However, I think that uh, probably a lot of us can testify that some of our most difficult clients have been the clients that have paid the least. And that's something that is the case across so many creative industries and probably just industries in general. When people are having to stretch to pay even what we would consider a small amount, that's a lot of money to them. And so they're more protective of it, as they should be, and they tend to be a little bit more high maintenance. There is a time and a place for clients like this. There's a way to work with clients like this in a way that is, you know, good when it comes to your integrity and also good for your business as a whole. But it can be really draining to time and time again work with clients who don't necessarily appreciate you and only booked you because you were the cheapest option. So if you have people describing you as cheap or really inexpensive or even affordable, and if that's working for you, awesome. But if you notice that pattern and you notice that you're maybe working with clients who you don't want to be working with, Um, who don't appreciate you, this is also a great time to raise your prices. Now, ironically, a lot of my clients who I would consider the cheapest are not clients who don't have a lot of disposable income. They're mostly just clients who don't value photography and don't value spending that disposable income on photography. And that is totally fine, but that's also not who I want to work with. I want to work with someone who really values photography, who sees it as an investment in their brand and in their business, 
I don't want someone who sees it as disposable or cheap or someone that any anyone can do, something that anyone can do. So keep that in mind as well. Again, if this is working for you, if you really like your clientele, if you're okay with being the cheap option, I, I do think there's a time and a place for that where you're building your portfolio and you're getting your feet wet. But a couple years into your business, it's probably no longer a good time for that. And it's a good time to raise your prices. Another thing that I want to address before we end this episode is the phrase, charge your worth. I hate this phrase. I'm going to tell you to raise your prices all day long. I'm going to tell you to charge what you want to make all day long. I'm going to tell you to charge what you know you, you feel your service is worth or the value that it provides. I will never tell you to charge your worth. And if you are saying that or if someone is telling you that, I really want you to drop what you are doing and listen right now. There is no amount that you could charge that is equivalent to your worth. There just isn't. You are worthy just because you are you and you are human, no matter if you've been doing this for one year or five years. When we start to equate what we are charging with what we are worth, that's a really dangerous game to play. So don't charge your worth. For the love of God, you could never, you could never charge your worth, but you can charge what you want to make. That's it. That's the tweet. Like, just charge what you want to make. Charge what you want to price your service at. Do all of the things that we talk about when it comes to finding out what your cost of doing business is and finding out what your expenses are and um, maybe even what the market can tolerate in your area. Yes, do that research for sure. But charge what you want too. Charging what you're worth, I think, is where we get into people charging not enough because they don't see themselves as worthy and they're trying to equate this price to their worth. And then they start spiraling. Well, I haven't been doing this very long. Well, this person is so much better than I am. This person has more talent. This person has better gear. No, 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 no. Don't charge your worth. Stop saying that. Charge what you want to charge. Charge what you need to charge in order to pay your bills, in order to start a savings account, in order to pay off your debt, in order to go to Disney World. Charge for those things. Don't charge your worth. You could never. You could never charge enough to charge for your worth. Your worth is simply not equal to a price tag. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally Podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.